Blog Talk Radio. With Luis Severino out for a few weeks, Masahiro Tanaka will step up and be the Yankees' opening day starter. Is he the right man for the job? We will find out on March 28th in the Bronx. All this and more on today's episode of Pinstripe Talk. Welcome back to another episode of Pinstripe Talk. I am your host, Eamon, and I am joined by my co-host here, Anthony. Uh, how are you guys, uh, or how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. I've been watching Yankee baseball for the past week, and it's getting me very excited for opening day, uh, March 28th, during the Bronx against Baltimore. Uh, and just announced today, actually, we know who we'll be facing on opening day. The Orioles announced that they'll be uh, starting Alex Cobb, who the Yankees never hit well. Uh, but we do know who we're facing, and uh, we do know that it'll be opening day in the Bronx in about two weeks, so I'm very excited. What, what about you? What, what have you been seeing in the Yankees? Um, I think it was a great week. I think um, we saw a lot of um, good things from everyone, and um, I'm excited for March 20, 28th as well um, and kick off the season and see what we can do as we do have um, a, little, a little injury uh, as our – you know, our uh, ace, but uh, I think we're going to clean it up and uh, do well for the start of the series. Yeah, it should be fun. Um, I mean, obviously I've missed Yankee baseball for, Jesus, a long time now. I mean, four or five months. So it's going to be fun to uh, to watch the Yankees again, play meaningful games. But as we go into uh, as we go into our bad trip about how much we love the Yankees, we should talk about our weekly awards, um, starting with my MVP for the week. Um, got to go to Miguel Andujar. He had three multi-hit games this week. Three multi-hit games. That's difficult to do in a month. Uh, not a month, but in, the, in two weeks, three weeks. Miguel Andujar is a hit machine, and uh, he is my, my MVP. Didn't hit any home runs, but I mean, three multi-hit games. He had a three-hit game yesterday, two-hit games uh, at, at two other points in the week. So he is my MVP. My Cy Young for the week is Luis Sessa. He's pitched four scoreless innings and gave him one hit. Now, if he's auditioning for a rotation spot, then that's one hell of an audition. Uh, so I give my silent to him. My rookie has to go to Esteban Florial. The man is proving why he will be in the big leagues very shortly. He had a home run against Philadelphia, has four RBIs, four stolen bases, and is batting a phenomenal 346 as my rookie. And my gold glove will go to Tyler Wade, who against Baltimore, uh, with his back to the infield and falling down, caught a, uh, caught a pop-up. Uh, truly made a, um, a catch that would make Willie Mays and Jim Edmonds proud. So uh, my gold glove will go to Tyler Wade. Now, Eamon, uh, please, let, please let me know your, your weekly awards. All right. Um, so my, I guess, player of the week or MVP, um, I'm actually going to go with Aaron Judge um, again uh, this week. I think he, from last week, he actually continued to do it into this week. I think he's locked in, ready for the season and um, he's just he's just doing what he needs to do. I think he's definitely ready for um, for the opening series and everything. So that is my player of the week. My rookie is Kyle Holder. Um, he did play. Uh, he's actually been playing every day behind uh, Tulowitzki, and I'm really impressed with the defense as well with him. I think he's MLB ready for defense. 
and he his bat is a little wonky, but I think he could he's working on getting it around and I wouldn't be surprised if he's one of those shortstops that comes up and is a backup for the Yankees in a few years. Um, he is batting 300 with one home run and three RBIs in spring training currently. So I think he's a good candidate for, you know, coming one of, you know, a guy coming up to the majors in a few years. And he did have a pretty clutch hit against Detroit um, in a tie ball game. Uh, he had a single and uh, scored the go ahead run. So I think, uh, for me, that's my rookie of the week. And then the pitcher of the week, I'm actually also going to go with Luis Sessa. I think he's one of those, one of the guys right now that is going to be c- competing for the last um, rotation spot as, um, you know, Severino and Sabathia are out d- due to injury. So I think he's definitely a runner up for that. And yeah, I, uh, those are my, you know, I guess player awards of the week. And um, before we get into our first uh, topic, uh, if you guys want to call in and ask any questions, the number is 845-277-9345. And, yeah, you can come in here and ask your question, and we will be glad to answer it. But let's hop into Masahiro Tanaka and the news of him being the opening day starter. Um, So what do you think about that? Well, with our ace Severino out for for hopefully – um, a week or so, um, maybe a little bit more uh, as the season begins due to that uh, right shoulder inflammation. Um, we obviously needed a new starting pitcher to take the spot to start opening day. So it looks like Tanaka will be starting opening day. It was just annou- it's been announced by the Yankees that he will be starting opening day. Um, I think it's a very safe pick because uh, Tanaka has obviously started opening day before. Uh, he's been a Yankee for several years now, since 2014, so he's been here for a while. And you know what you're going to get pretty much out of Tanaka. I mean, in, in the regular season, he's one thing. In the postseason, he's another. So you know what you're sort of going to get out of Tanaka. It's going to be five, six, seven innings, about from zero to two, two three runs, hopefully. Um, so he could be great or good, I mean, without him imploding. So I like the pick, the pick of Tanaka for opening day. That being said, um, I would have gone with James Paxton for opening day. The man has the potential to be um, the second ace of the Yankees. He's a, t- he's a tall 6'4 lefty, which always plays well in Yankee Stadium. The Yankees love to have, left- have lefties. They have a lineage of legendary left-handed starting pitchers from Whitey Ford, Lefty Gomez, to Andy Pettit. I can go on for a while. You know, I'm not even mentioning Ron Guidry. So um, having a lefty uh, would have probably – uh, been better for just just in my opinion, so I would have gone with Paxton. But that being said, I I love Tanaka's arm. Uh, he looks phenomenal this spring, and uh, going with Tanaka for the opening day uh, starting pitcher, uh, you cannot go wrong there. So um, Tanaka starting opening day is definitely something that uh, I've given my seal of approval on, and um, it's also another another uh, another thing to mention the respect the Yankees have to Tanaka. Uh, he's the elder statesman on the on the staff outside of Sabathia, so uh, giving it to him o- over the new guy probably is a sort of a, a little a little respect thing, which I uh, I also I, I respect that they respect Tanaka. I mean, for as much sense as that makes, but um, I, I do believe that this is a, a good pick, a safe pick, but a good pick to start opening day, and um, it's going to be fun watching Tanaka throw the first pitch of the Yankee season come uh, come March 28th. Uh, now. 
please tell me your your thoughts on uh, on Tanaka starting opening day, and, and um, if you think they could have done with uh, with Paxton, or if you think Tanaka is the uh, is the guy for the job. Um, I actually, when I was thinking about this, um, as the weeks were going on, when we needed a starter for opening day, I was I wanted Paxton to be it, but I was thinking about it. He's one of the new guys. That will be his first start in the Bronx on opening day. It will be a little bit – I think it will put a lot of pressure on him. I don't think he's going to – he might not do that well with all that pressure on him. So I think giving it to a guy that, you know, started opening day before many times for the Yankees and is one of I, – I would say maybe one of the veteran pitchers for the Yankees besides um, Sabathia, I think – uh, Tanaka is a great pick for him for this you know position. I think he'll you know he'll hold down um, sort sort of the ace position if you want to say um, for you know opening day and you know any time longer um, until we get Severino and or Sabathia back. Um, I still don't think even if we get Sabathia back, it'll be anything of an issue to Tanaka, but. Right now, I think it's I, – I like that. I like how Paxson's pitching the game two, and we have A.J. Happ. I'm pretty sure pitching game three. So, I think that's a good start to the beginning of the series, and um, I do think Tanaka is great for that. Agreed. Uh, Tanaka uh, has done this before. Obviously, we've seen him do it before. And uh, there's really not much to critique about Tanaka. Um, as far as uh, his, his ability to pitch goes. He's a big game pitcher. Uh, the, the, the bright lights of opening day obviously will not save him. Uh, we saw how he pitches in, in October, uh, his series with the Indians a few seasons ago. Uh, last season, uh, he, he had only win uh, in the series against the Red Sox. So uh, it proves that he can start big games. Obviously, this game really doesn't matter that much as far as playoffs or anything like that, but it is still a big game. It's opening day, first game of the year. So there's definitely pressure to pitch well, and I think he'll do a phenomenal job. Uh, that yeah. being said, uh, we have we, – we, both of us have kind of discredited uh, the job that uh, Jay Happ did last year. Jay Happ uh, was 7-0 and with the Yankees, and uh, he could have easily slotted in the, the start opening day this year. But um, – but I do believe that uh, they made the right choice in uh, in giving the giving the the nod to Tanaka. Been there, um, the respect is there. This will be his sixth season in the Bronx. It's it's really amazing to think that. I remember when the Yankees signed him out of Japan. He was he had uh, no losses for the entire season in his last year in Japan. Um, so it's 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 kind of wild to to think about Tanaka now being in, in his sixth season with the Yankees. So. I'm glad they're giving it to Tanaka. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing how he pitches because uh, he looked, he's looked phenomenal uh, this spring. His splitters are working. His slides are working. He's been using more off-speed pitches. When he, uses his fa- when he relies on his fastball too much, he tends to hit around more. Now, everyone knows, who's a Yankee fan, that if Tanaka is a little off, he's very prone to get up the home run. Now, in Yankee Stadium, that's not a good thing. So he looks like he's been trying to uh, keep the ball down. Uh, his sliders, his splitters, his curveballs, even his fastballs, he's been keeping down uh, this spring. So it's proving to me that he has really become conscientious of the fact that he is uh, he's a, he's a bit 
he kind of tends to get up the home run. So he, uh, he's really made an effort to change that, and I like what I've seen. So if all this, if all this is evident to Tanaka, obviously, then um, he should be, he, he, he's a guy that loves to make adjustments because he, he, really res- he really wants to be the best pitcher he can be for his team and himself. So he will definitely um, be, be, be out to uh, show his best to uh, Yankee fans in the baseball world on opening day. And uh, I think Boone announced that uh, follow, following him in the rotation will be Paxton and then Hap. Um, now, Yankee fans out there, do not sleep on Jay Hap. Uh, Jay Hap, he obviously signed a three-year deal with the Yankees. Um, he is going to be a very good when he's when, when when all our pitchers are are as they should be, he'll be a, a, one of the better four starters in baseball. I mean, he, he was great last year. He was an all-star for the first time. 7-0 at the end. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Jay Happ pitch as well and Paxton pitch game two. So they really couldn't have gone wrong with the starting pitcher they chose, but uh, because of the respect they have for Tanaka, for the longevity he has uh, been with the team, and the fact that he's a very good pitcher, um, they did give it to him, and I am not upset about it in the least. Yeah, um, I think it was a good choice. Um, and for the next, you know, few starters um, following him, I think uh, that was a good uh, setup for um, how Aaron Boone is going to attack this Baltimore team, or I guess we could say this young Baltimore team. And I, uh, yeah, I think we should we shouldn't have any issues. I mean, we might have issues. It's going to be the first. Uh, series of the year um but looking at on paper i don't think we have any issues with the pitching um or the the rotation um or to speak uh with you know luis severino and sabathia out but um yeah i think that is it for masi Ertanaka and his opening day uh role that we've been talking about and we'll be going into a ad and we'll be talking about Stanton and Judge in a few minutes. Hello there, everyone. It's Tim from the Amazing Mets podcast, where we cover everything you need to know about the New York Mets. On this week's episode that will air at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thursday night, we will be covering the releasing of infielder T.J. Rivera and how it will affect the Mets in the future. We'll also be giving a rundown of our spring training weekly awards. And finally, we will be talking about who will win the Mets third baseman spot for opening day. Will it be Jeff McNeil, who came off a great season last year? Will it be J.D. Davis, the newly acquired from the Astros trade? Or will it be Jed Lowry, who we acquired early this offseason, who is also a 2018 All-Star? I guess you guys have to find out on the Amazing Mets podcast at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thursday night. Hope to see you guys there. All right. Uh, Welcome back. Uh, We'll be going into the next segment here with Judge and Stanton. But before we get into that, if you guys are looking for any tickets for opening day, make sure you guys hit up Stubyard for 10% off and use promo code BPN10 for um, getting some tickets off. But uh, let's hop right into Judge and Stanton and uh, what our opinions are 
with both of them and how they're going to do in the upcoming season. Judge and Stanton, a lot of Yankee fans, two favorite players, uh, both when they were playing, had phenomenal years last year. I mean, Judge was obviously hurt for 50 games, but um, he still had a great year otherwise. And Stanton, for all the strikeouts, still batted 266, hit 38 homers, and drove on 100 runs. And that's a bad season for him. I mean, the man's amazing. But we are talking about our, their, their stature this season and their potential. Um, now, I've said this for a while, um, and Red Sox fans will yell at me, but Aaron Judge is the best right fielder in baseball. Um, his potential at, at his best, if Aaron Judge puts it all together for one season and has his best season possible, 60 home runs, 130 RBIs, and a 290 batting average, um, are not unfeasible. The man has otherworldly power. Uh, and his strikeouts have been going down, too. Uh, his batting average is well within the range to be at 290. And if he gets his opportunities, 130 RBIs, is definitely within range. It's, when you say 60 home runs, everyone looks at you like, no, you can't hit 60. You know, only Dave Rick hit 60. And Roger Maris hit 60. And guys who are on steroids could hit 60. Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, I'm talking about you. And Barry Bonds. But, um... Aaron Judge has the power to take these home runs. Now, do I think he'll do it this season? No. Um, if I had to predict Judge's, judge's stats, he'd probably be with, between 45 and 50 homers, between 110, 120 RBIs, and probably about a 275, 280 batting average. Um, and that's, that's amazing numbers. I think Stanton will be very similar. I think Stanton will be between about 40 and 50 homers and probably about 100 to 110 RBIs and probably about from 260 to 270 batting average. So very similar ball players. Um, both can do very similar things. Stanton clearly shows he can hit 60 home runs. He hit 59 when he won the MVP a few seasons ago. And that was in Miami, a much bigger ballpark. Uh, he's moved, obviously, to Yankee Stadium now, um, a relative bandbox compared to Miami. Um, and his right field power uh, is, is unparalleled by most, aside from guys like Aaron Judge. So he can definitely just flick the ball out to right field um, and, and hit pop-ups that end up in the seats. So uh, these two are, are the, uh, the Yankees' big, big bashers, that the, uh, the, Yankee, the Yankees' are power hitters, and I think they'll have, both have phenomenal seasons. If I have to give a, a slight edge to one, I give it to Judge, because while their offensive stats are very similar, Judge will be playing a lot more of the field, and he is a gold-glove caliber right fielder with a cannon for a right arm, so... I think those will be my, those will, those will be my stats for, the, for these two big boys this year. Now, please let me know what you think about these guys. I can go on all day because they're some of my favorites. Judge and Stanton are are two players that one of them can go to another team and change the whole the whole team. Um, I think having them on the same team is act is as a really dangerous outlook on the on the lineup. Um, and even in the field, even if Stanton went to the outfield, he could he could do some things, uh, you know, that could be outstanding. Even though he's playing a DH spot for the Yankees, so I think these these two guys right here are, if they if they projected, if we could see if they could have a big season, I could definitely see both of them at the same time having a big season and uh like maybe 50 plus home runs 
um, probably I would say 90 plus RBIs, something around there. I could definitely see it being a very, very dangerous lineup. And I could see both of them carrying that offense um, to a really good extent. Um, Not, you know, it would just be insane to watch. Um, I think Aaron Judge in the outfield, I've I've been seeing this a little bit, uh, you know, here and there of Mookie Betts and Judge getting compared and how power is getting compared to, I guess, contact uh, to Mookie Betts. And speed. A lot of people – yeah, and speed – um, are also saying Mookie has better fueling than Judge. That's what another advantage. I mean, I don't know if you watched 2017, that playoff run, but Judge robbed a few home runs. And, you know, he had some big he – ha- he's had some big plays for the Yankees in the, in, in the outfield. So, um, there's no sleeper on that for, for Mookie. I mean, Mookie, he's a great player. He, he won MVP last year. Uh, he robbed a home run from uh, – well, I guess technically he robbed a home run from um, Altuve in that one series. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they're both very comparable players. Um, it is a it is a pretty big debate, but I would definitely put my hands down on Judge at the end of the day. Um, it's, he's only played two seasons where Mookie has a lot more seasons over him, and, they, and Judge looks like he's been playing for – five plus seasons. So I think judge is just an incredible player. And when we picked up Stanton, which was a surprising thing to me when we got him, um, you know, he had a off year, but the off year that he had was incredible. Um, So I, I can definitely see him even doing better in uh, uh, 2019 and uh, crushing the ball for us. Uh, I think he'll be more relaxed now that he knows what is going on and uh, how New York is and, you know, how we, how the American league plays. Um, and I think he'll have a big year for us uh, going forward. I fully expect him to have a big year for us going forward. Um, he, he really, he, he, he heard it early in the offseason when he struck out five times uh, in two separate games uh, very early on, so he he heard it from the from the Yankees faithful. So it, it was difficult for him at that point, but I think he adjusted to it and really he carried this team when we needed to be carried when Judge was out. But we are getting a uh, we are getting a phone call from a from from a from a fan who wants to ask us a question. So uh, let's let's have him on and we'll see uh, what he has to say. Okay, hi, uh, great show, guys. Thanks. Uh, this is AJ from Huntington. Um, I just I know you're talking about Judge and Stanton, and I think it's clear that uh, that their offense is is superb. I'd like your take though on how you think that Aaron Boone is going to play them defensively. Do you think that uh, Judge will be the everyday right fielder for 150 games, and Stanton will be the everyday DH, or do you think that they'll sprinkle in Stanton a little bit defensively into the outfield? Or what, what's your take on their defense? Great question, and I think they both. Yeah. Uh, are very good fielders. I think both of them are, are really quite, quite quite adequate, more than adequate, as far as fielding goes. Judge is a gold glove caliber outfielder, and Stanton is definitely a very good outfielder. Um, I do think, however, Judge will play the lion's share of the games out there in right field. Stanton will get some days, obviously, when Judge is DH to give him a day off his legs. Um, and this may just be because uh, Aaron Hicks is a little back issue, which is why he's not playing at spring training right now. Um, but Stanton played a lot of left field. 
in spring training up to this point, and he's been looking like a comfortable left fielder. So I could see Stanton getting some games out there and left if, if Gardner isn't playing well. They want to give Gardner a day. So I could definitely see um, him doing that. I, I believe he'll get him in the outfield. Boone will get him in the outfield, uh, that being Stanton, more than he was last season uh, because just keep him fresh and keep, keep, his, keep his legs underneath him. So um, I think while Judge will play most of uh, the games in right field, Stanton will definitely see time out there, and he'll probably see more time in left field um, to, uh, to, to, uh, to help him get his legs underneath him, get, get him, keep him in uh, athletic shape, although Giancarlo Stanton really does need to be kept in athletic shape. He's an Adonis. But uh, I, do, I do think they're both very, very, very capable outfielders, Judge being better ones, but they are both very capable outfielders. Now, uh, Eamon, uh, would you like to uh, chime in? Yeah, um... I think for I would say Judge will probably play a hundred hopefully uh, with no injury a hundred and fifty plus games. Um, I think Stanton will. I think he'll jump around the corners. Um, he'll play a little bit of left. He'll play a little bit of uh, right when you know Judge needs a break. Um, and you know other people. I do not see him playing center. Uh, obviously. Um, but yeah, I could definitely see him, you know, jumping around the corner uh, outfield positions and, um, you know, when somebody needs a rest, he can go out there uh, and play out there. Um, I don't know if, if he play when he goes and plays, if that's going to be an outfield DH spot or like what, like we saw last year with Gary taking, some of the uh, DH spot as well. So I, I don't know if, you know, when, you know, non-outfielders are uh, not taking the DH or they are like position uh, catcher, shortstop, stuff like that. I maybe would see Stanton as a bench player, like bench probably played more than likely, but I do think, um, Stanton will probably be mostly the DH spot, but he'll jump around. Um, if a non-outfielder, that being Judge, Hicks, Gardner, uh, or Stanton, um, if a non-outfielder is DHing that day, so say uh, say Void is DHing uh, and LeMay is playing first base, I think you'd see Gardner sit, unless there's unless, um, something with the matchups. But I think um, if, uh, if Stanton's not DHing, I could I could definitely see him in that outfield more often than not. He definitely improved uh, as the season went on, uh, as far as his defense goes in left field. You got to remember, before last season, Giancarlo Stanton never played left field before. Giancarlo Stanton was a new left fielder, and he really he, he did not complain. He came to this team. I, I, I liken it to uh, when the Yankees got Alex Rodriguez, who was a shortstop his entire career. By the way, a little little side note why when I talk about Alex. He just got engaged to Jennifer Lopez, so uh, congratulations, Alex. But off that, Alex came to the Yankees, and the Yankees had a shortstop named Derek Jeter. So Alex moved to third base, and he played a very good third base. He got better as time went on. Same thing happened last year. The Yankees had Aaron Judge, who had one of the best rookie seasons ever. And they acquired Giancarlo Stanton in a surprising turn of events, which I'm still surprised about. Um, and everyone's like, what's he going to do? He's going to DH, he's going to play left field. What's he going to do? And he... He obviously never DH'd on a regular basis being in Miami. They don't have a DH in the National League yet. Um, so he was not really used to it. 
everything last year was new to him. He was new to the DH role. He was new to left field. He was new to the American League. He was new to winning. So everything for Giancarlo last year was new. It was fresh. It was, it, it was different. The clubhouse was new. The players were new. So I can understand where his, his, his early season struggles come. You've got to remember, when Didi Gregorius came to the Yankees after replacing Derek Jeter, he was awful, both defensively and offensively, in the month of April and, and parts of May uh, when the Yankees first got Didi in 2015. So there are growing pains, uh, even for guys like Giancarlo Stanton. So I fully expect him to have a, a, a better season, even though last season was not a bad season. I fully expect him to have a better season with his new comfortability uh, with the players and the American League. Uh, so Giancarlo will be, will be obviously used to DHing, used to playing left field, and this will be a, um, a, a new and improved Giancarlo stand for the New York Yankees in 2019 to go along with the Yankees superstar and the face of baseball, Aaron Judge. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, uh, I do agree with uh, how everything was new to Stanton and everything. And uh, maybe he could, or I hope he could settle down and, you know, be what he was in that MVP season. But it looks like we are out of time for Stanton and Judge. We'll be going to our last segment here in a little bit. But uh, we have an ad and uh, we'll see you guys in a minute or so. What's going on, everybody? This is Blake here from Rattle Up, your go-to podcast for the Arizona Diamondbacks. This Friday, we will break down the D-backs' recent acquisition of five-time All-Star outfielder Adam Jones. Following his move from Baltimore to the, to the desert, the D-backs are looking at some hard questions. Where does this leave Wilmer Flores? Is Cattell Marte moving back to his natural position of second base? All that plus our weekly spring training recap, including minor league options, awards, and the D-backs' recent trip to Monterey, Mexico. We'll get you back to this show, but before we do that, make sure to stop by this Friday at 10 10 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Mountain Time for this week's episode of Rattle Up. See you there. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. We'll be hopping into our last segment here, and it's about the rotation, mostly the back end of it, and who will be taking up the last few spots. Um temporarily for the Yankees while other people are injured. But before we, t- we started, we had a few names. Uh, who do you think, you know, will battle us out and actually, you know, take that last role? Uh, well, the Yankees really have three options to go with for the final two spots, obviously. Uh, Sabathia is coming back from heart surgery, so that's pretty significant. Um, so he'll be back shortly after the season begins, so we won't be without him for very long. And obviously our ace, Luis Severino, is dealing with a shoulder issue that will put him back for about a week or two. Probably, hopefully that's it. Um, so we'll be without them for a short while. But the Yankees do need five starters. They have three right now. Obviously, we, we discussed Tanaka being the opening day starter. Paxson will follow him, and Jay Happ will follow him. But after that, the Yankees have two options. Uh, and they have three players for those potential two spots. Now, there's three options, obviously, like I've mentioned a few times. Jonathan Luizaga, um, Domingo Herman, and Luis Sessa. All of them pitched last season uh, to, to differing results. Sessa was up and down, Domingo was up and down, and uh, so was Luizaga. Now, Luizaga has not had a good showing this spring. Uh, he pitched yesterday in the Yankees' win, but he was not a contributor to that, to that win because he went two innings and gave up six runs. 
and has a 10 ERA in the spring. Domingo Herman has pitched uh, significantly better than uh, th- Mawajaga has, as has Luis Sessa. So if I had to give um, someone the nod, I'd probably give it to Sessa and German. Now, Sessa this spring has, has really impressed me. Uh, his last outing, as I mentioned in my weekly awards, was four innings, give up one hit. The man has a one ERA. That's it's a one ERA this spring. So he has really um, shown to me that he, uh, he he's he's sort of figuring things out. He's been very up and down uh, as his as his uh, major league appearances have gone. So there's definitely that to go with when thinking about putting Sessa in the, back into the rotation. Um, but I do think that uh, Sessa will win one of those spots. And German uh, is uh, 0-1 in the spring in three games, but um, he has a 2-3-5 ERA. And now people will say, well, beginning of the season, you don't need five starters. Boone has come out and said they're going to use five starters. Um, so Boone has, already, Boone has already mentioned that they're going to go with five at the beginning of seasons now. It doesn't typically happen that way, but Boone has already come out and said that. Now with Sessa, being in the rotation for the foreseeable future for at least a few weeks, that leaves a spot open in the bullpen, which I think will go to um, probably Stephen Tarpley, who's pitched pretty well, the lefty, out of the bullpen. Um, Stephen Tarpley and Tommy Canely probably win those last two spots, with Sessa being in the rotation. But I think Sessa and German have definitely outpitched Loisaga. Uh, Loisaga has a good arm, but I think more time with the minor league to season him some more will definitely be advantageous for both him and the Yankees, while German and Sessa set up both last two spots. They both impressed me this spring, and I really believe that they will, uh, they will anchor down the, the back end of the rotation while uh, our buddy CeCe and our buddy Luis um, uh, come back from, from minor injuries. Uh, so, by all means, tell me, tell me your thoughts on the, uh, on the back end rotation options for the <clears throat> Yankees. Yeah, so I, I looked over at least the top three candidates, Sessa, are. Uh, Domingo Herman and Luizica, and I think really Sessa has to take the job. He's been having a great spring. I think he has a one point, maybe I think six three ERA. Um, he's been pitching really, really well for the Yankees so far, and uh, what he's done so far looks looks pretty promising for the end of the rotation. As we have, you know, as you said, we have some people some people down. Um, and now we also have a, a potential you know, bullpen spot for somebody. So yeah, I think Sessa has to take this. I would love to see how he does as his first start uh, this season. Um, it will be pretty interesting uh, to see if he can hold up or if he will be struggling. Um, hopefully not because I, I really haven't seen anything impressive from Sessa as he's been in the MLB uh, in the major leagues. Um, but looking at his spring training, it looks pretty good. And I'm pretty sure he's doing a little, he's doing okay in the minors. So I think he could definitely take the job, but I would love to see how he does for the few weeks that uh, Severino is out for. So yeah, it will be a little, it will be a little bit interesting um, but I really would love to see him pitch uh, the next series after Baltimore. It'll definitely be fun to watch him pitch. With, with seeing his spring training, he, uh, he's pitched very well. 
uh, obviously shown by by uh, by his recent starting pitching out there in spring. So he's pitched very well and definitely deserves a spot. Also, which probably uh, lends him to being in the rotation, or at least on the team, um, is that Luis Sess is out of minor league options. He has no options left. So if the Yankees were to send him down, they'd have to designate him for assignment, and that'll probably lend him to being picked up by another franchise because, I mean, let's face it, he has a good arm. Uh, he's never put it together, really. Um, so he's out of options, which probably lends him to being in the rotation. And when Sabathia and Severino come back, that'll probably push him to the bullpen, and that'll probably send Tarpley down to the minors, um, Tarpley or Canely, who are the last two bullpen spots, although I believe in Canely uh, quite strongly. But let's just talk about um, something the Yankee fans will mention because greedy, greedy Yankee fans will say, well, they, they, they need a starting pitcher. Why not go out and sign Dallas Keuchel or go out and sign Gio Gonzalez? The Yankees are not being, I wouldn't call it frugal, but I would call it smart. The Yankees have options. They, they don't need to go out and sign guys like Dallas Keuchel and go out and sign uh, Gio Gonzalez because they have guys to, to fill in those spots. They, they don't need to go out and make a knee-jerk reaction and sign the best available starting pitcher because they don't need the best available starting pitcher. They have guys to hold down the fort for the time being. And Luis Sessa uh, has been up and down. Uh, Domingo Herman was acquired in the uh, in the trade uh, where Nathan Avaldi the Yankees acquired Nathan Avaldi uh, as well as Garrett as well as Garrett Jones and Domingo Herman uh, to the Marlins uh, several years ago. So he's been uh, a Yankee farmhand for a while, and he has a phenomenal curveball and, and a fastball. He can control it. That is uh, that, that is uh, 95 plus. So <clears throat> these two guys can really uh, prove the prove their worth uh, by pitching well in their in their few outings. Given uh, when these uh, when Severino and, and Sabathia are both injured. Luis Sessa, may I add, uh, I'm not speaking, um, was acquired in one of my favorite trades uh, that Cashman's ever made. He traded Justin Wilson to the Tigers after a great season with the Yankees, traded to the Tigers for Luis Sessa and Yankees bullpen stalwart Chad Green. So one of my favorite trades that, uh, that, that Cashman's ever made was, was getting Sessa and Green for Justin Wilson. And I believe Sessa and her mom won that spot with Loisaga being in the minor leagues for a little while longer uh, because he needs some seasoning. He needs some time to develop that, uh, that A-plus arm that he has. Yeah, um, I agree with Sessa needing a little bit more work. I could see – I know it would, I would have to see how he does at the end of uh, this season – but I could see him maybe taking the role from Sabathia after he retires. Um, that's going to be a little bit of an interesting uh, situation there of who's going to actually take that if they're going to get a new pitcher um, in that offseason. Um, but, yeah, I, I could definitely see Luizica. He's, well, he's really close to being MLB ready, and um, I think it's very we should be very excited uh, that he's – you know, almost ready to go because I think the one start that I, I think his first start that he had when he got called up uh, was, I, I liked it. I think he did really, he did pretty good um, for the first start. And I didn't, I think people were a little surprised that he threw 90, he threw 98. Um, It was a little bit of, I, it was a little bit of a surprise because he doesn't normally throw that hard, but he was, he was getting it up there and he, he was continually, continually getting it up there. So I think, yeah, he's a definitely, he's one of those flamethrowers for the Yankees. That's going to be, he's going to be in the rotation uh, in a few years. So you might want to, you know, look out for him. Uh, Cause you know, he's almost ready. 
I think the Yankee, I think Yankee fans in baseball should be ready for for Jonathan Luizaga. He has a good arm. Let's see him put it together. Now you mentioned previously how you think Sessa can uh, take over for uh, Sabathia once Sabathia retires after this season. I could see that. I definitely could. Uh, but something a lot of Yankee fans tend to tend to uh, overlook and forget is there was a certain lefty who was in our rotation a few years ago and last season who had Tommy John surgery. He'll be out most of the season. That man's name is Jordan Montgomery. Jordan Montgomery uh, is coming back at some point, probably this season, maybe the end of it, August, September. And I'm looking forward to uh, when he returns because I love his arm. He reminds me a lot of now. Don't don't Yankee fans don't yell at me, but because this could jinx him. But uh, he reminds me a lot, his motion at least, of Andy Pettit. So I think and also was 47. Andy was 46. Um, so. Um, Monty coming back can definitely help us rotation out come September or August. And this offseason, um, well, not this offseason, but the one coming after this season, um, the big name on the, uh, on the market, two big names, are Chris Sale and Garrett Cole. Now, the Yankees have a lot of options, but if you can go out and get Garrett Cole or Chris Sale, you make, you make room for them. So there could be a lot of things to, uh, to deal with the rotation as far as uh, next season goes. The biggest pitcher on the market this offseason, as far as starting pitchers go, oh, is Dallas Keuchel. And it's, what, March 12th, 13th? What's today? 12th, uh, yeah. It just shows you how uh, incredible they are and how much people think of them. I guarantee you Chris Sale and Garrett Cole will be locked up for the meetings next year, the winter meetings. So the Yankees definitely have some work to do as far as next offseason goes. But as for right now, um, Sessa, Herman, Moisega all have great arms. There are unfortunately two spots for three pitchers, and they will probably go to Sessa and Herman. Um, and I am not upset about it. Moisega obviously has options. He'll go down to minor leagues and work on things. Uh, Monty will be back at the end of the season. So this is uh, for the for the first time in a long time. The Yankees have a solid rotation and solid depth. Um, whenever the Yankees won World Series, it, it came on the back of some very good starting pitching from the '90s teams with. Pettit and Clemens and El Duque Hernandez and Wells and Cohn to the 0-9 team that had Sabathia, Pettit again, uh, A.J. Burnett, uh, Jabba Chamberlain. So you need good pitching. Um, and the Yankees have a phenomenal bullpen. So the starting pitching now is, uh, is finally getting back to a point where the Yankees can say they have one of the better rotations in baseball. So I am greatly looking forward to watching these, these starting pitchers pitch for the entire season. And uh, when we get our, our injured friends, uh, Sabathia and Severino back, it'll be that much better of a rotation and that much more fun to watch New York Yankees baseball. Yeah. Um, going back to the um, free agent, uh, the upcoming free agents of, as of Chris Sale and Garrett Cole, I would be surprised if we actually did get Chris Sale. Um, he, he is a Red Sox, and that would be a little weird um, as we now all of a sudden we get him. Um, but, yeah, it would be, it would be a, little, a little weird, but he, he's an incre- incredible arm. Um, and Garrett Cole, I think, would be a, a great addition uh, to the Yankees as well. But uh, if I had to choose, choose one of them, I think I would, I would, I would want an even ba- uh, balance, um, not too – too many righties in the pen. I mean, in the rotation. Um, I would like to, you know, have a few lefties and a few right-handers. So, yeah, I think that is, um, you know, a good look at the uh, upcoming free agency for the Yankees when Sabathia does leave. And also uh, what we thought about as the uh, rotation 
uh, back of the rotation as we see some uh, young guys coming up. But that actually will be it for this episode. Uh, thank you all for listening. Um, I think it was a pretty good one. And, uh, yeah. So uh, we'll be back Wednesday. Uh, and, um, yeah, I think, you know, uh, we're doing good here. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys. Me and Anthony, we'll see you guys later. So long, Pinstripe Talk is produced by Benson Sexton. Pinstripe Talk is a production of the Baseball Podcast Network. Be sure to give our host a follow on Instagram. Eamon at Yankees Network 99. And Anthony at AF Simeon 16. That's A-F-S-I-M-E-O-N-E 16. For more Pinstripe Talk content, be sure to head over to our website at BaseballPodcastNet.com. And be sure to follow the Baseball Podcast Network on all their social media platforms. Instagram at Baseball Podcast Net. Twitter, at Baseball Podcast One. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-1. YouTube, at Baseball Podcast Network. And SoundCloud, at Baseball Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in to Pinstar Talk. We'll see you next time.